0: I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my-
1: for another edition of the dip coming at you strong this week with content. We ain't messing around right now. We're coming to the end of the regular season here in the league. It's been a good year for the association, despite all the ups and downs with the uh, COVID protocols and injuries left and right. I think it's been a pretty entertaining year of basketball. Uh, I've watched a decent amount of basketball this year. We've recorded a hell of a lot of podcasts and it's been fun. So we just want to thank all of our listener base uh, here first off for uh, joining us this season. And we hope you continue to join us uh, for years to come. So with that being said, let's dive into this uh, sign or trade part three of the season. Uh, You know, at the beginning of the year, uh, right before the season started, when we did this uh, segment for the first time, we told you we would be coming at you in the middle of the season at the end of the season. And we are finally here. It's like 11 games left or less than that. Now, We're like nine or 10 games left. We're approaching that much. Yeah,
0: that's why it's getting critical, though, is because we're down to the last nine, eight games of the season. And yet, as we all know, still no LeBron James yet for the Los Angeles Lakers. Still nothing and scary. This is the first thing I really want to address today is the absence of LeBron James for the Los Angeles Lakers. I feel like they've kept it up in his absence, but I also heard people like Zach Lowe saying that this Los Angeles Lakers team this year could be a mirror image of the Los Angeles Clippers in the playoffs because they don't know each other.
1: The He Lakers, was also saying that the Clippers could be the exact mirror image of the Clippers, though, too. Did you hear him say yeah. that? Oh, did he really on the newest one? Yeah, because I didn't hear that. I thought he, he's been critical of him before, but I no, didn't he hear was that. literally saying he's like, well, and honestly, the uh, 2021 Clippers could be the new 2021 Clippers. Like basically they could do the exact same thing because they haven't had that much time either. And now they're just throwing Rondo into the mix. But they're clicking though. Yeah, they're clicking. I mean, I'm concerned about the Lakers. I've I've stressed that too many times. I don't know because
0: I feel like no matter what, how many times have we seen a LeBron James team be the four or five seed? That's what those Cavs teams usually were. I mean, a couple of years they were second in the second, in the East and stuff, you know, but a lot of times LeBron during the regular season, his teams don't really coast, but they play hard and they just lose a lot more 50, 50 games than they would in the playoffs. And then when they get to the playoffs, they're closing out on every 50, 50 game that they can, you know, right. LeBron's teams always make those crazy runs the first like three rounds where they go like 12 and one
1: LeBron makes those crazy runs exactly LeBron just turns it up to another level he has he has a switch it can't be denied this man has a switch that he can switch on in the postseason and it is a different thing I mean that's a different brand of basketball as it is in the playoffs and that guy knows knows how to turn this switch on where he's in that mode Mm. mentally physically all of it He's 36 years old now 36 yep 36 so you know it could be that this might be the downturn it really could i don't know man but i, don't I know it's i'm hard leaning to towards it not being that just because i want to see him still succeed but like if it happens i mean father time was right just like father time's always right so but i don't know I'm i think he to- i think he's got this last chip in him at least i think he's got this well, at least one more ring in i it. hope so because, I mean, that's just, it just he just
0: keeps cementing his legacy with every year that he plays. And that's the thing about LeBron. And I just don't think right now is the year we're going to see like that go away. Yeah, I don't think that I don't think that's ever going to go away for Le, it's he's LeBron James. OK, yeah, maybe it might be only 80 percent of it, but it's not going away. He will always be at least 80 percent of the basketball player that he is. just off a natural ability. Yeah. LeBron takes such good care of his body.
1: Millions of dollars a year on it. Yeah, he's earned it. He's paid for it. He's got paid I'm for. I'm just it. not ready to doubt him because of that. You know. Yeah, he's incredible. He's an incredible player, an incredible athlete. Plain and simple. There's no way to deny that. I'm tired of these haters out here. You don't have to be a bronze sexual but you don't have to be a hater. Respect the man for what it is. Shut the fuck up. But I feel
0: like that's why the I'll just read off my first signing here. That's why my West pick for signing is the Lakers. There you it's go. almost playoff time. There you go. And I mean, yeah, this team up. doesn't have the exact core from last year, but they're still running about 50% of that same group back.
1: Probably more than that, honestly. And uh, real quick before we dive completely into this, for those listeners that probably maybe haven't heard our older episodes, sign or trade is just buy buy or sell stock. So if we sign a team, we're buying stock. If we uh, trade a team, we're selling stock in that team just for new new listeners that may not catch the old episodes so you got the Lakers as a first sign mhm there it is with LeBron and AD healthy it's over at AD least for the is, west what do you think of what AD has been just put up 18 points against the magic he's but getting it's there. the magic he's getting there though yeah but he said he refused to lose that game he said this was a like must that. win game and they won so like you know he said it and he did it
0: i mean you and i both agree Anthony Davis is a proven player Yep. He's a proven player now.
1: He's a made man.
0: I mean, yes. He's got he the has, ring. He had one of the best players in NBA history as his running mate. But he shouldered a lot of that that chip, you know? Like, he's a made man. He's a made man. So you can't doubt him even when he's coming back from an injury like that. Kevin Durant's still a made man. Oof. Kevin Durant's arguably one of the most made men in the NBA. I don't know about Not even it. arguably. I don't know is. about that
1: after what he did the other night, but that's a whole other topic of discussion. And I want to hear about it, though, because what are you talking about? Where he just batted the ball in? You didn't see that?
0: Are you talking about Kevin Love?
1: Yeah. I'm talking about Kevin Durant.
0: Oh, Kevin Kevin Durant. Durant, That's two different levels of player right there.
1: My bad. Yeah, shout
0: out to Kevin Love, though, because he did bat that ball, and I thought that, like, really? And then nobody even played defense after the ball was batted away. Did you see that? Yeah, but he batted it right to them. I know that, but, like... He gave up. But there was that... Who was it that was trying to get the inbound there? Was it Garland? Yeah, Sexton. Sexton, Sexton, he was just standing there, and the ball just got dribbled right past
1: him. Yeah, well, it's because Kevin Love hit it right to them intentionally. So, I mean, that's I'd be pissed too. And worst of all, it was the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, it's terrible. But yeah, Kevin Durant's a made man. How how, how can you not say that dude's a made man? You're going to look at a man who has two rings, and you're going to tell him he's not a made man? Fuck out of here. It was absolutely crucial in those two rings. Right. Crucial. Now, Mitch, you get mad at me because I'd say Kawhi's not a made man, but the reason I say Kawhi's made.
0: Kawhi's made. I disagree. He has two chips,
1: and he was a crucial part of both of them. Uh, I just, I don't like that Toronto run, man. I don't. I like it. I can't. Why wouldn't you respect it? It's just because it's like, it's like our buddy Max from uh, Mamba said, he said, I don't want to discredit any championships validity, but some championships are harder than others. And I'm sorry, that Toronto ring isn't that hard. And honestly, you could say he fucking traveled and shouldn't even been in that game in the finals. Anyway, there's a A real, there's a real argument for that fucking corner shot. Yeah.
0: Against Philly. No, there's a legitimate, he even started off with a travel, didn't he? He picked up the ball and took like four steps to the right and didn't even dribble the ball. He just straight sprinted to the corner.
1: If that gets called, that dude does not have that second ring. That whole rung run means nothing. Think Embiid pulls it out in overtime. That's a completely different road down the
0: NBA, you know, because then Jimmy has a chip, possibly. Maybe.
1: Are they gonna beat Golden Philly State?
0: Philly versus Golden State. If the same thing happens to Golden State, though. Durant out,
1: Thompson out. They have it's a chance. Curry they have a chance. I think they have a chance too. I think Curry would take him though. Yeah, he would have. I think Curry would have taken him. I think Curry would have carried that team at that point. Cause Kawhi was a whole that was different Curry though, too. Yeah, that was, now. Yeah. Different embiid though, too. Yeah, I know. I
0: don't know, though. Is it really a different Embiid? Obviously, he stepped his game up in a big way this season where he's been an MVP frontrunner for at least a while before he started missing games. Embiid's always been this talented, I feel like. I feel like now he's just getting the real focal point of the offense and he's really getting the shots and the freedom now.
1: And he's taking a lot of shots and he's icing shit. But
0: I feel like that doesn't need to be him. No. He He can take on a scoring load, but if he played for the
1: Miami Heat, and he was down there. He's going to be the, the defensive anchor. It. Yeah. He's going to be the defensive anchor of that team. That's oh, We're getting way too yeah, off topic, though. So I what? Know. So what, in, a, in a nutshell, what really brings you to the signing on the Lakers? Just, I mean, is it AD and LeBron? The, the
0: whole thing about LeBron always catching his tread in the playoffs, mm-hmm. no matter what, no matter how bad they're spinning in the regular season, LeBron is getting there in the playoffs. Yep. The first three rounds are pretty much a guarantee at this point. Right. And it hasn't been that way since his first years in Cleveland when he was losing to Boston in the first round. It, it just hasn't. Mm-hmm. Since he's been in Miami, he's been making it every single year.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that I'm really worried about is Drummond playing with AD and LeBron. I'm really interested in seeing how that goes. He's, but I like what they did because that's the same identity that they had last year. They didn't yeah. shy away from their identity of just being fucking huge. Exactly. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Kyle Kuzma and Drummond on a court at one time. It's a Schroeder. That's fucking huge. They're huge. Kuzma's big. Kuzma's underrated for Kuzma
0: is a power. He's listed as a power forward. I'm pretty sure he's six, eight or six, nine. And when he guy. runs the two, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. What if they run KCP instead of Schroeder? KCP's, and LeBron handles the ball. KCP's proven for that team. LeBron is the point guard at that point.
1: I like that LeBron that LeBron won them a championship. I'm kind of mad. That We're them- going to
0: see it. We're going to see it in the playoffs, I guarantee you.
1: It won them a ring. I bet we see that lineup at least once. And if not, you take Drummond out and put in Gasol. Yeah, but I've also seen Schroeder on the court playing off ball from LeBron, and LeBron bringing the ball. Schroeder's good at
0: that, though. That's why he fit in Oklahoma yeah. City. because So good it's not ball.
1: even a matter that you need to leave Schroeder on the bench and have KCP in there. It's just... He can just play off ball, but just like for the sake of a big stretch switchable team, oh, and also like KCP is great for those fucking big shots. He'll hit two of them out of like a, a twelve point run. He'll hit like two threes. You know what I mean? Yep. Off off of the off uh, off of running. You know what I mean? They're coming down the court. They're pushing the just ball right in transition. And transition, just and catch, catch and it in right into rhythm, and just fucking smacks it. I mean that's his bread and butter. That's how he was eating last year. I know playoff. he has
0: so many big ones in the finals too. I was mm-hmm. like, this guy's a killer. Yeah. I loved it. Like I he was locked see in. You on Bryce. the other side. <laughs> yeah. I'll
1: see you on the other side. Big dog. <laughs> oh man. Uh, inside joke there, but uh, we'll go ahead and hop on because we need to keep on. We need to keep this train moving. We need to keep this train moving. We keep getting sidetracked. <laughs> so you got the Lakers as your first signing. I'll go ahead and throw out. Should I throw out a trade? Sure. All right. I'm throwing change, out an Eastern pace. conference trade this is gonna get some fucking this is gonna get some attention and probably some negative energy on uh, the social medias for what i'm about to say i'm trading the milwaukee bucks i knew it it's the i en- knew it and let me explain myself it's the end of the season and i'm done with the hype Cause now because <laughs> now this is when it gets real and this team has to prove themselves and they have not proven it to any of us in the postseason yet. Mm-hmm. So in order to be in my good graces, to order to be in a signing column, they have to go through this playoff run and make it out of the East. If they don't make it out of the East. I have it's really over. no respect for them in terms of their competitiveness. Slight respect, but no belief. Absolutely if they make no it to belief. the conference finals, they get a little bit of respect, but not a lot. And then if they don't make it out, the like, finals
0: is big though. It is. it is. That's that's but a you, big step.
1: But if you don't have to face Brooklyn to get there, I'm not that impressed. Philadelphia, though. If they come out in a series and beat Philadelphia, yeah, they're that, better than we thought.
0: That's big. Because, I mean, you and I have talked about it before. Philadelphia and Brooklyn and the Eastern Conference Finals might be closer than people think. Because Philadelphia has stacked themselves with switchable wings. Yep. And they run. The, and they, they have, have a lot like, of trust in Thibodeau. Now I bet we see him a lot. They have the guys playoffs. that can knock
1: down shots too. Oh
0: yeah, Curry. I don't know. Should I fully believe in in Seth Curry? Should I fully believe it? he is a very good mid
1: range shooter and a very good catch and shoot three? You want to? No, I mean, he's literally one half of the reason that the Mavericks had like the most efficient offense in basketball last year. True. It was fucking Luca and Curry. And how ridiculously efficient that was. So, like, theoretically, Ben Simmons is going to be able to find Curry just as well as Luka did for open shots. Do you have issues with Ben Simmons? No. I really don't. I think... I wish he would shoot the ball more just for the sake of shooting the ball. Me too. Not <laughs>
0: jump shooting, just at the rim slashing.
1: Yeah. I wish he and would And some more. threes just to at least pull your defender a little bit out there. He's got a good-looking three, though. I don't know why he doesn't shoot it. His
0: his release is actually pretty fluid.
1: Yeah. I don't, uh, have I, any, don't know. I don't have any issues with him, but I am trading the bucks, dude. I'm sick of hearing this fucking bullshit about the alleged, alleged amount of wing depth that they have on this team. I'm like, what are you talking no. about? Like, I literally hear motherfuckers on podcasts talking about that, and I'm like, where is that coming from? What, what wing depth? Middleton and Giannis. And then PJ Tucker? Oh my God. Oh my, I'm so scared. Do um, so you consider fucking, DiVincenzo a wing? I mean, nowadays, two guards kind of do play in a wing. As, as, you know what I mean? They kind of play like a wing. Um, I'm trying I know. to think of who else they have. I don't, I don't believe in him. You know what I mean? I don't know, though, because I'm not gonna he gets sit here a lot of good
0: threes, but he doesn't do more than that.
1: I'm not going to sit here at the end of the season when our perspective is on leading into the postseason and what's gonna happen in the postseason and legitimately be confident about that guy taking big shots in those situations. I feel the same way about Brooke Lopez. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Brook Lopez is that's over the hill. He's over the hill. I just I don't I look I'm looking at their roster here right now. I don't care that they're the three seed. I actually said they were gonna drop. Remember at the beginning of the year I said they weren't gonna <laughs> these motherfuckers dropped. Look at him.
0: Let me read you off their wind depth here though for fun. So obviously they have Giannis at power forward. Then they have, let's see here. Chris Middleton, small forward. Bobby Portis is a center. Who's playing center wing by shooting a ton of threes. They have Jeff Teague. Now Jeff Teague literally clapped for the ball five times. Last time in the game that I watched, I watched like 30 seconds. Of oh, I'm Bucks scared. Game and he's out there going like this. I'm oh, like, I'm, why is this I'm guy? scared
1: in the postseason for Jeff Teague. Jeff Teague's going off. He's going <laughs> to sarcasm. <laughs> You guys can't see my face right I now. I wish he would because then all of a sudden he would just get
0: cocky and get paid one more time and then just suck.
1: And then just suck. Suck. fucking crawl in a hole.
0: PJ Tucker at power forward. Oof. The correct position for PJ Tucker.
1: Yeah. Uh, no. He's a small forward. Bryn Forbes.
0: He's going to get eaten alive. I feel like they also have Connaughton.
1: Oof. That's Bud's favorite guy too constant buds yeah. favorite guy to come bring off the bench for no reason for no fucking reason he can shoot a three and he can also dunk the fuck out of here i just i'm trading i'm trading dude i just there's nothing that can when well, i try mind. to see them tighten down this roster to
0: five eight to guys eight guys it's like are they really gonna have to put bren forbes in their eight-man rotation are they really going to have to really put Connaughton in? I mean, Connaughton's
1: been okay in the playoffs. Are we going to see an eight-man rotation? Or are we going to see a fucking classic Coach Bud 11-man rotation where Giannis plays 30 minutes? I mean, what the fuck are we even going to see? Not that. I I don't know. I feel like he's gone after this season, bud. If he does the same thing, he's gone. I guarantee you. I don't even think if he changes. If they lose, he's gone. The only way that man keeps his job is a title.
0: I think this can roll us into our next segment here because we have a very similar situation here. I want to offer my Western conference trade Mm -hmm. for whom the bell tolls the Portland trailblazers are my Western conference trade to all of our listeners out there. I have been trying, truly trying to be a Portland trailblazers fan this entire year, as I have been the last I won't say I'm the most hardcore fan, but I'm definitely a casual fan. You're pretty hardcore. Yeah, I am pretty You're hardcore. You're a stan. I don't get to stand levels, stan levels, but I do get pissed. I do get pissed watching them. And they're about the only team that I get pissed watching anymore. Maybe outside of the Lakers. Yeah, the Lakers are frustrating sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but the Portland Trailblazers, I definitely get pissed at. This year, more than most. Because this team had talent. Why... Okay, like we were out here thinking Portland was gonna be at the top of the conference. We had every reason to, I feel like, because they added a good wing who was gonna find a really great role. And I think his great role is still there in Portland, but it's not being
1: utilized correctly. And CJ's coming out the gate playing the best basketball he's ever played before he gets injured.
0: Honestly, man, even though I'm trading them, I'm saying keep CJ. Keep CJ and Dame, trade trade Powell. In a pack. No, they don't even have power. Portland,
1: have Portland was my Western conference trade too, by the way. So let's just get into it because yeah. I just want to
0: talk about how absolutely disappointed in them. I am because it's, it's sad. Tra- I'm saying it trade Nurkic. Oh yeah. Trade Nurkic. Trade Nurk. trade CJ. It's over. No, don't trade CJ. No, Keep CJ and Dame. You got to. It's over. I don't want it anymore. I was thinking about it at first, but I'm just like,
1: I don't want this you guy ha- to get traded. You have to though, bro.
0: That. I'm telling you, man. I am telling you. No. You have to hear me out right here. This is my one last cry for the Portland Trailblazers. They need to get a team. Do they get Mike Budenholzer? If he gets fired from the Bucs? Do they go out and get Coach
1: Bud? No. No, Terry Stotts is out, though.
0: Yeah, they fire Stotts and bring in Coach Bud and hire David Vanterpool as the defensive assistant. Mm -mm. Why wouldn't that work? Because I feel like... What Portland needs, what Portland needs with these two, these this core players, is they need a swinging offense like the Utah Jazz. They would, okay, that's a, such a hot take, but like they could, they could be as good as the Utah Jazz if they no, implemented they an offensive have, system that wasn't just isolation basketball. They don't have, they don't have enough on the, they don't, don't have
1: enough on the defensive end for them to even match what the Jazz is doing in terms of what Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert brings to that team, bro. That a part of the reason that team is so good the Utah Jazz is cuz how they defend. Yeah, the Gobert is a monster, plain and simple. Same reason the Lakers are fucking good when they're good. It's cuz they defend and they create offense.
0: What would you think of a guard rotation or a, a starting guard lineup of, of CJ McCollum and Donovan Mitchell? I'm out. No better than Dame. That's no better than Dame and him, obviously.
1: But Dave and Lillard the, have been good together. CJ,
0: right, CJ and Lillard have
1: been good together. We're going to be recording a po- podcast about this, this this week, so it'll be out. We're going to talk about this whole Portland situation. Uh, we're going to call it that, too. <laughs> the Portland situation. The Portland debacle. Uh, Yeah, I And mean, but just for a quick little shot, like eh, the CJ Dame ran its course, man. It's ran its course, especially if they lose this year. Bro, we're talking about them they're going to be in the play-in tournament. Yeah. They could potentially fall. I mean, they could easily fall to the eight and fall to the Grizzlies. They're playing tonight at 9 o'clock. We're going to tune into that game after we're done recording. Grizzlies in Portland. Grizzlies like th- three games back, two this games back. This could be back. a make-or-break game, honestly. Yeah, no, this it is. A, it's a make-or-break game. This or break is a make-or-break game. We're talking about Portland Trail Trailblazers falling to the eight or the nine seed, potentially. The nine seed if everything goes wrong. But easily the eight seed, if just a little bit goes wrong. So, like, this is a team that's going to be fighting for their lives again. Do you really want to run back a lineup that's been fighting for its life just to get into the playoffs for the last two years? But I think a team fighting- that got starched <sighs> in the Western Conference Finals they when they actually the made it there—they played the Lakers. And- <sighs> but the Western Conference Finals against
0: the Warriors. The thing that sucks, though, bro—they. They played the last, their last playoff series was against the Lakers, and the Portland Trailblazers were the biggest team in the NBA last season. And that's what the Lakers' identity was, was to play big. And Portland literally matched up with them and they still lost. I think it was because they mostly had Whiteside. Whiteside's just huge. Mm-hmm. He- he's like, what, seven foot at least? Yeah, 6'11". he's big. He's big. But like, Portland had the biggest team in the NBA last year and they still didn't match up with the Lakers. I don't know, dude. I just think they're so entire- easy to trade on them, though. Their personnel, it is easy to trade. Just- but I They're think they good. legitimately need to find this is my notes for them. They need to find a true power forward. They mm-hmm. need a true power forward. If they want to run the system, if they want to, if they want to keep CJ and Nurk and make this work, they need to get a true power forward and have a guard or have a three rotation of Covington and Nurkic, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Get rid of Melo. Melo's got to go. He's got to go. He just make like when he first joined Portland, Remember, he was really playing in the system. Mm-hmm. He was trying to take good shots and was taking shots being fed to him. Now he's doing a lot of isolation. Yeah, and it's to getting be mellow again. Because, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. he got on, but he didn't realize that his thirteen to sixteen points a game on forty five percent shooting
1: really isn't helping. Well, and the shots, he's just not. He's not taking or making the shots that are actually helping. When he's hitting those fucking threes. You know what I mean? When he's helping when he's hitting open threes, because he's staying out there as a spot up shooter, that's helping having a spot up shooter around Dame Lillard is obviously a good idea because the amount of attention this guy is going to get. That's
0: the thing though. The the amount of perimeter attention, that's what his main role should be. And that's what Jones jr. Is going to have to develop too. I feel like to really stay on this team is he's going to have to develop a good outside shot because he's drawing a lot of gravity away from him or he's pushing a lot of gravity away away.
1: Yeah. But We'll dive deeper into them on this pod that we're this week. Because there's a lot to unpack there. There is. And my final word on them is
0: just, I'm disappointed. Yeah. Very.
1: No, that's why I had them as my Western Borderline Conference piss. trade too, dude. Yeah. It's sad. It's really fucking sad. Uh, we'll go ahead and hop over to the East for my Eastern Conference signing. And that is... Charlotte Hornets no way I had a different team I thought we were about to have the same thing all right well we'll get to that uh Charlotte Hornets are eighth in the east they got a solid core of Lamelo, Rozier Bridges Hayward uh and right now I mean Hayward hasn't been playing but right now they have the potential to make the playoffs for the first time since 2016 that's going to be huge for that organization that is huge huge for that organization that's going to be a lot play exciting basketball yeah and their announcer is crazy. We need that, we need that guy in the playoffs. Are you kidding me? We need, oh, definitely. We need Eric Collins in the playoffs. Like, Could you imagine if they how crazy he would be going if they like somehow won a first round series? Just them in the play-in tournament. Just them in the play tournament. He's gonna be going nuts. Like they're gonna have to fight through the play-in tournament if they want to make it to the playoffs. Yeah. So I don't know what their chances will actually be that way, because that's gonna be a fucking bruiser in the East. That's gonna be just <laughs> an absolute bloodbath. Imagine a Charlotte versus I mean, his Philadelphia, that first round, yeah. Oh, it's over for him. But it'd be great.
0: Or Charlotte versus the Brooklyn Nets.
1: Oh, it's over for him. But it would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's over for him. <laughs> it'd be fun. It'd be great for their organization. I just think it's awesome that they're in that range. Uh, you know, Lamelo being a first-year player like that, getting a lot of shit and you a think lot he's of hate. Really that good? I think he has the potential. I think yeah. I've always felt like he has the potential to be good i don't think he deserved all the hate he was getting and he's, he's actually a pretty fundamental basketball player he just does it in a unique way and when you yeah. notice that his dad isn't a huge part of the noise around him he has done very good either his dad has just realized that he needed to take a step back or Lamelo said listen motherfucker what I you, think it's what you did the- with lonzo and jello ain't gonna happen with me bro like i'm running my own shit like, he's not, he's not as crazy as he used to be. That's probably a little bit of both. That's probably yeah, definitely.
0: I could imagine him wanting to say that to him, though, because, yeah, just step off because right. he definitely was in the
1: spotlight for Lonzo. First year that Lonzo was in the league, he was putting on the gas pedal and just and, and saying things for speaking for Lonzo. You know what I mean? How it's would like you want to do that, though? right? And if I'm Lonzo, I'm like, bro, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're dumb. I'd be like, you're literally fucking dumb. Think about that beef that happened at the beginning
0: of the season, remember? That was Marvin Bagley's dad and De'Aaron Fox's dad. Mm-hmm. They were having beef, and then like yeah, because, De'Aaron uh, Fox literally had to come out and be like, that's nothing.
1: That's just two motherfuckers on Twitter. Yep. and People he was are like, going to talk shit, that's gonna talk shit about you all the time. That's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's humbling. De'Aaron
0: Fox is real. I like that. But I like that Charlotte Hornets pick at... because sign him Has up? Gordon actually been good for them this year. Uh, he's been dinged out left and right. That's just him now though. I think, yeah, you have a major injury like that. I think you're just a lot more careful about yourself. Like I bet other players are like getting small injuries, but still kind of playing through them. But him, he's just like, I got to take care of
1: myself, you know, like, yeah, yeah. And I get it, but it's also like some people are just also more injury prone than other people. Yeah. He's like the, and a stub toe might put him out for three weeks where you uh, put someone else out for like a week. You know what I mean? Yep. I mean, he can just be more prone to it, more sensitive to it. I'm going to look at their stats here real quick, actually. (laughs) Yeah, pull them up. Yeah, I think Lamelo has the potential to be a really good player. I think everything's there. And what's cool is he's actually got some size to him if he fills out more, which means if he can actually put effort in on the defensive end, he's going to be able to be a two-way player.
0: Yeah. You think he always plays point guard, though, or do you think he can transition
1: to like forward kind of sets? I think he could cut and slash like a like a wing if he needed to,
0: but also be a point forward. to I mean, be able to create for like Rozier and Devontae yeah. That's Graham. the thing you
1: don't want to you don't want to lose you and miss out on those opportunities of him handling the ball and setting people up because he's so fucking good at it. Yeah. What I want to see, what I want to, he throws beautiful lobs, beautiful fucking. I know lobs. that's and
0: what he grew up doing though, was throwing lobs for Jello.
1: Yeah, and J-L- like and uh, what's his Anjiku on- Kongwu, Yeah, they all and played. Alonzo can toss nice lobs too. Lonzo, oh yeah. Lonzo can hit some nice lobs on people for sure. He's throwing some nasty ones to Zion. I mean, I've seen that guy I've seen that guy chuck him from like barely past the half court point to Zion. I think no
0: matter what the Pelicans do, they need to keep that. Zo and uh, That Zo and, and Zion. Yeah, they need to keep that and I'd honestly, keep that, over, Bra- that, I'd keep that A- over Ingram. Yep, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. Keep it because I'm not impressed with Brandon Ingram. I've seen him get kind of pouty during games, mm-hmm. and he's just not aggressive. Though at the same time, he tries to take these like KD shots where he's like kind of dribbling around the top of the key, and he'll step in about three, four feet, and try to take a mid range, and he just
1: bricks. And Bring me like Bradley Beal to New Orleans. Zo so Beal Zion. They need someone else though. They got to get rid of Adams, and they got to get. They need a
0: better setter in rotation.
1: You just feel, you just fill out like your wings and your center at that point. With good role players,
0: who could be a good center though for New Orleans? Honestly, if I don't know why New Orleans doesn't play Jackson Hayes more, I'm not 100% familiar with his game, but give him a chance,
1: like, right? Like at least over Adams, yeah, because Adams hasn't looked particularly you, good this you're year. You're not that fucking good anyway, so you might as well try to help this guy get better. So at least if nothing else, he's a valuable asset you can trade. Because they'll hold some value, or instead we're just not going to give him any minutes at all. We're going to give the guy that looks like Jason Momoa <laughs> minutes, who can't fucking do shit, and is a terrible Swole. fit next to Zion. Terrible fit, awful fit next to Zion, just atrocious. Anyway, stats for the Hornets. You got some? Yeah, that's what I was getting up here before
0: we went on that New Orleans Pelicans sidetrack. That maybe. Well, we've been fucking sidetracking this whole. Maybe podcast. done in the first example in podcast history is the talk about the New Orleans Pelicans. Ugh. Don't hear much buzz around them,
1: especially ESPN
0: can't even push them that well. Stan Van is a out. failed
1: experiment. Huh? I don't know what to think of Stan, honestly. They're not listening to him. They're not listening to him? Oh, I, don't, shit. I don't think he's resonating with that team. They're bad.
0: Yeah. I feel like it's probably hard to keep guys' attention though when
1: you're that bad. And, everyone's, well, and everyone says Stan Van is a hard coach to play for. Really? Yeah. Oh, just because he likes to yell. I think he demands a lot. Yeah. I don't think that's why
0: Dwight Howard likes playing for him.
1: JJ Raddick, you either.
0: So we got the leaders in minutes per game here for the Charlotte ends or uh, Gordon Hayward and Rozier your leaders in minutes per game. They're both getting 34. Everybody else is Gary Terry, bud. Devontae Graham's getting 30. That's crazy. 30 minutes a game. Hmm. He's leading the, the team in assists, though. P.J. Washington's leading them in rebounds, and Terry is at 20.4 points per game. Scary Terry, dude. This is an interesting team. It really is. Terry Rogier is actually a pretty damn good shooter. He's a good shooter.
1: Yeah, he is. And he plays so hard. He plays so hard. He's got a fucking dog mentality about him. Imagine him on the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah. He'd be a good fit there, actually. <sighs> Bring some bring some real grit to that team because they love to act like they have it. That's why they got Rondo.
0: They want to imagine be, they could fleece Houston or uh, Charlotte and just be like Beverly and Jackson for what's his
1: name Rogier. Fucking, oh, that would never happen in a million. Years. I'm not taking that's a Bill Simmons trade. Yeah, I wouldn't take fucking Pat Bev anyway. Uh, yeah, the Hornets are a fun team. I um, actually come to think of it, I like their chances in the play-in tournament. I actually do. I, yeah, I give them some respect. I can see them just going hard as fuck, just grinding it out just so they can get to the playoffs, even if it's a first round sweep.
0: See, this is the like an uh, opposite example of the New Orleans Pelicans. You said that that Stan Van Gundy is not resonating with the team. I feel like the coach of the Charlotte Hornets is resonating with the team because they're always putting in effort. Mm -hmm. That's their thing. They just like their biggest thing, honestly, seems to be hustle rebounding. Yep. Like they guys, they got guys that hustle rebound. They just kick it out for threes. They drive guys that just do effective things. Mm. And that's why they're getting better and trying to play smart
1: basketball. Do
0: you know what I really like though about this playing tournament is that it eliminates the real existence of a team. That's the 10 seed that has no
1: chance and they're tanking. Yeah. And they but they're
0: not tanking though. At the same time, like they're kind of like, yeah, if we keep losing games, we'll commit to tanking. But if we win here and there, we're going to try to keep it
1: going, you know, like it's a way. It's a way for the league to try to make the games at the end of the season more important. Yeah. True. Because like you're saying, like the 10, 11, 12 seed, they don't give a fuck anymore. And they're like, why are we even out here at the end of the season? But the 10 seed makes the play in. Exactly. That's what I mean. But before, oh, that's yeah. what they were like. Yeah. They're like, why are we even fucking out here? You got an 11 or a 12 seed right now that's like, if we can win out these last fucking 10 games, we could actually make the play in tournament. Yeah. And then potentially, you know, so like it makes them it makes those teams care about those games a little bit more, keeps fans interested. There's more people I feel like talking about the end of the regular season right now than there ever has been because of the play in tournament. So it's doing its job. People are getting so pissed off about it. And and quite frankly, in terms of the people in the league who are getting mad about it, its people that are going to have to be in it or potentially we're going to have to be in it like Luca and Cuban like you motherfuckers signed off on it. Yep. You're only fucking salty about it. Cause you're, you were almost in it. Now they're pretty set in their 60, but it's like, you're only salty about it. Cause you were almost in it. It's a way for the league to make the end of the season more entertaining. And it's working in my opinion. Oh No,
0: it definitely works. And I like that existence because yeah, they just like, I feel like the 10 seed deserves to have some kind of shout reason. in their season. Yeah, exactly. And, and a like, reason to keep playing. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it just, it does make it a lot better for me too. I like that aspect of the NBA now,
1: Yeah, but, and I hope they add an, I hope they had an, add an in-season tournament. Like they're talking about too. I know like
0: a mid-season tournament before the
1: all-star break. That was something be separate great. from the finals, but it's still important and prestigious and actually means something. Like that'd be fucking awesome. But does not include the top teams? I'd rather see that than an all-star game. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. There is Seriously. something
0: I I feel like the allure of the all-star game has really kind of fallen off because the amount of access that you can get to watching a bunch of NBA players now is increased so much, right? Like there was no league pass back in like 2006. So yeah, let's watch all the best players in the NBA play against each other for one night and you
1: can like, illegally stream whatever the fuck you want now.
0: Yeah. Like you can get any game you want, like any game you want. I feel like that kind of takes away from the allure because it's like, Oh, tomorrow night we're going to watch John Morant. But then the night after we're going to watch
1: Zion and the night after we're going to watch Tatum and Brown. Why the fuck do I need an all-star game? Yeah. And if you do do it one night, I don't need all the extra shit. I don't need a dunk contest. I don't need three point. I don't need any of that. Just give me one night of all stars and that's it. Do you think that that's what the NBA kind of needs for its teams? Because you, I mean like the
0: straight up regular season and just being cut from the playoffs, if you're not good enough, it's not tournament style basketball. So mm. tournament style basketball, I feel like is where you really starts to see the real identities of players. Right. You know? So why not add more feel like that to the season to where these teams are like, okay, we know what our real identity is. And when it gets back to normal type games, we can go on a run
1: here. Cause we know how to win games. Right. We know how to close out. We know we who we're played, going to. We just played in like a like playoff setting type deal. So yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I think they should do it. I'd love to see it. Honestly. Just something short though, nothing too like no. lengthy. No, nothing too lengthy. And you're gonna lose you're gonna drop some games because of it too. You're gonna drop some regular season games. Which you probably should be doing anyway. So that's due. That's only do a 69 game season or a 70 game season. I don't agree with that. I think they should keep it at 82. <laughs> I don't know. We're getting too off topic again. Um, who's your uh, Eastern Conference signing? So I went with the easy one.
0: Stephen A. Smith almost inspired me to make this pick, and that's the New York Knicks. Mm, that's fair. I like where the they're almost are going had right them. now.
1: Yeah, I almost had them. Like, no, they're
0: not my favorite team, and I don't know. Like, their whole identity doesn't really
1: appeal to me that much. Where they're just this. I mean, they're hanging on a te- they're hanging on a wing and a prayer with Julius Randle. Honestly, I think he's a couple bad games away from going completely cold. Right.
0: I feel like he's just catching a hot streak. Granted, I'm not going to disrespect the hustle. He's had that he's a hot
1: season. I'm not going to say this is a hot streak. He's had Some a hot... guys just have hot seasons, though. I you know? know. And that's what I mean. I think they're just riding on that right now. Because I think that these
0: sh- shots that he's getting this year going forward are going to get a lot harder for him because not a lot of people are expecting him to size himself up on the, People are
1: going to target him in the playoffs too.
0: Yeah, they're going to really force him to take that fadeaway mid-range jump shot that he likes. They're going to force him to do that, and I feel like he's not going to convert on a lot of them. It's gonna draw his doubles. jump shot doesn't really impress me. He's very off the front of his toes, and like his form doesn't really seem too set. He just does it on the fly. Mm-hmm. You know, like he just he gets his form up and just flings it almost. And when they go in, you're like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, you're not like, okay, that looked good. Like, that looked like he was making that in rhythm. It That's was more not like,
1: like Kyrie working in the post and hitting a bucket. It's just randomly going in. And you're one like, of the oh. best
0: plays I've seen this year was when Ky- it was at the beginning of the season when Kyrie was just sizing up a guy from the mid-range and I kid you not, he picked us, he just slowly dribbled up to the very corner, left corner of the elbow mm-hmm. on the free throw line mm-hmm. and he planted both of his feet and he started doing this almost rocking back and forth motion on his heels to his toes, heels to his toes and he would... Put up like a pivot foot and stuff, and he just—it was the cleanest mid-range mid-range footwork I've ever seen. Oh yeah, he's that's insane. what we're getting from Kyrie. This he's year. insane, dude. And he just has the perfect—I don't know how he does it. His release point is it super high, and it's kind of off balance. How he doesn't get his shot blocked more often, and he just has a very very perfect
1: mid-range jump shot. Yeah, he's he's so good, dude. So good, ridiculous. He's one of the greatest ball handlers ever. Uh New York, though, they're a fun team just like the Hornets. They're
0: yeah. A fun team.
1: They had a nine game win streak.
0: That's pretty, that's pretty that's huge. That's
1: huge. That's huge for them. Um, I have
0: They're some of the stats roof. down here from that. Randall was at 30 points per game during that <sighs> stretch, 30 points per game. He had two forty pieces, 140 144 with the sauce.
1: Yeah. You know, he had some sauce in there, nine rebounds and six assists, mm. fully balling out. Yep. Like, but once he goes cold, what's going to happen?
0: I think you're seeing around
1: 21 or 22 a game. No, I'm a, saying like cold. cold. Oh, you mean like
0: 15s? Yeah. Was, I don't know. I don't know if he's like.
1: Like you know, he does that.
0: I don't think you have a month of 30 point per game basketball and then fall off like that, that hard. Yeah. Down to like low, 17.
1: Low, or 20, low 20s is.
0: I mean, you're right, though. The Knicks are going to get targeted and they're really going to be tested if. I mean, they're going to be in the playoffs. There's going to so be like,
1: guys that have to step up. But they're getting a first this, round though, playoff series. Do you think that. And right now they're slated to play against Atlanta. That's they could win that. They could win that. I'm taking New York. We already we already said that the other day. I take Atlanta. And I think it's because they play so New York. I mean, what is it? I think it's
0: because they play so downhill and defensive minded that they would shut down Atlanta. Because then again, they're going to target Trey Young and make him play defense.
1: And what what pays off in the postseason? Defense. Yep,
0: always. And that's what Tom, I think that's why Tom Thibodeau will never shift from that mm-hmm. because he's like, this is what's going to get it done in the postseason. Our offense will come to us naturally. Yeah, I mean, if you can, need to be if in you can, defensive identity, if you can get through the regular season. And they are, they're doing pretty damn well right now. They yeah. are, they're the four seed and Atlanta's the five seed. They're 34 and 28. The yeah. Knicks are in the
1: playoffs. Yeah. It's crazy. That's crazy.
0: I want to see them win that first round matchup though, because then they go on to play against, I think
1: Brooklyn or Milwaukee. Trey Young ain't going to win a playoff series. Trey Young's going to get so targeted by that defense. Like you said, they're going to target him. If they know what's good for him, they're going to target.
0: I don't think John Collins is going to shoot above 30% in the playoffs from three. No, I have no real faith in Bogdanovich either.
1: Mm -mm. Bog, Bogdan Bogdanovich. However the fuck you say it, whichever the fuck one he is. <laughs> I don't believe it. Bojan plays for Utah. Okay. There you go. I don't believe it. Though. Bogey plays for Atlanta. Yeah. I don't believe it at all, but they call both of them bogey. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why would you do that? I know it's too confusing. <laughs> I know. It's just like, okay, you give me New York in that series every day of the week. Uh, Western conference signing for me. Dallas Mavericks, baby. I oh, sold. Yeah. I sold on them mid-season. I sold on them. And it's sad that I did that, but they've returned to my good graces as even though I was talking shit about Luca and Cuban there a minute ago, six in the West, 34 and 27 top 10 offense as of recording right now, which is great. Number 10, but they're a top 10 offense. <laughs> <Number> ten. <laughs> this is a team <laughs> that was like, top 10. They were, well, they were like the most efficient offense ever last year. So now to see them other than I think the Brooklyn Nets when and broke all their records though. Um, but yeah, other so it's nice to see them like at least in the top 10 this year. Um but yeah, luca has been balling out of out of control, out oh, of yeah. his mind. I mean, like 28 points a game, uh 9 rebounds, 8 assists. The other day when I looked at his stats, he was at like 29-10 and 8. Jesus. Yeah.
0: He's at 36% from 3, too. Yeah, but he's right now he's
1: 28-28-9 and 8, I think. But just fucking balling out of control. And I think you seriously start looking at shipping KP after this offseason. Yep. I think so too. It's I time agree with you. It's time to move forward with something else. And, and it's really nothing make... that Dallas did. No, it's nothing that Dallas, it's did. It's nothing that KP did other than not stay healthy. I put
0: the blame on him. And I think the reason you're, sh- you're I just think he's him injury him prone is because though. injury prone and he wants to play seven, two shooting guard. Yeah. He wants to post up in the mid range
1: and, He's so big, he like almost has no moves. He just shoots over top of guys. Well, you heard what Cuban said on that interview too, didn't you? Recently, no. Cuban did an interview recently and he was talking. He addressed the fact that Luca and KP are two very different people. Yep. And he, he's trying to say that it's not manifesting onto the court at all. And I think it is. I don't think it's working. Have you heard rumors that they kind of resent each other? Yeah. And that's what this or so is. More so KP towards towards Luca and that's why people were like why do you even have to bring it up you know what I mean if it's not a thing why are you even bringing it up and like he brought it up too it wasn't that like he someone asked him about it it's like he he addressed it so it's like you're obviously there's obviously something there if you're addressing it Cuban so yeah I don't where does KP even fit though I mean who the fuck wants him and what are you getting for him that's the thing what are you getting a value from Milwaukee no you're gonna try to run him and Giannis together yeah big time yeah (laughs) Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm, like the guy, I'm like the guy from Why SpongeBob. Remember <laughs> 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 that whole not episode? Rock bottom. Yeah, and the rock bottom. <laughs> 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 That's how I feel like that fucking trade idea, dude. I'm not but gonna no, lie. But re- no, really think
0: about it. Really think about it. You trade KP to Milwaukee. Dallas gets back some sort of. I don't want Brooke Lopez. No, I don't think you get Middleton for KP either. You got to get Drummond in Dallas. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about Drummond anymore, man. I we were we wanted that move so hard. All right, you got to get Kawhi in Dallas. <laughs> no. Geez. All
1: right, you got to get Bradley Beal in
0: Dallas. Now that could be something special. Beal playing off ball from Luca. Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. Sheesh. You know who's only who scored thirty less points than Steph Curry this season? Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. Steph so yeah. Curry's at like 1686. It's, did Curry pass Beal's him in like the scoring title? 1643. So he passed him? Yeah. Curry's way ahead, but Curry's putting up ridiculous numbers every week, but only 30 point one 30-point game behind him is Bradley Beal. Right. Bradley Beal's been putting up numbers too.
1: So like a two or three-game horrible stretch like yep. Curry's having right now. Yep. <laughs> and Bradley Beal's right back on top. Let's because it, he's Beal. putting up 30. I know. And imagine him on Dallas. <laughs> Because there's he's a lot, Seth Curry times twenty. There's a lot you have to do around the edges uh, at that point. There's still so With KP to Washington. There's still so much more work and then to be done. Washington fully embraces the tank like they should. Is Beale, Isn't Beal going to be a free agent though?
0: I don't think so. No, because he's he's signed to like two more years, Washington. Like last year or something. And you know what the funny thing is? We try to put Bradley Beal in every trade talk, but there literally has been no concrete evidence that he's ever said that he wants to be <laughs> in traded. In fact, all
1: he's ever said is that he doesn't want to be traded. Right, exactly. But guys say do. that shit all the time, though. Yeah, but he's only ever said it. I mean, he's, he's expressed owned. frustrations about the team and their
0: performance, but he hasn't been like straight up just like, I oh, would rather I want be somewhere out. else. I mean, he's
1: not doing what Harden did. He ain't doing what yeah. Harden did. Well, Harden Harden's did is a whole different on Houston. Oh, yeah, it's a completely different context. But that was that was a And that fucking idiot that was on Twitter today. I'm sorry. That guy was a fucking idiot. <laughs> ESPN puts out a thing that says. Who's the best? Who who are the best professional athletes that have never won a championship? I
0: saw that yeah. to
1: James Harden. Yeah, I know he wasn't on that list. Russ was over on that list over him. No, uh, I didn't see. Did ESPN put a list out on it? I didn't see it actually. was an, actual an Instagram
0: list. post today that ESPN put out. Oh, had they had a out.
1: list for it? Okay, on their tweet, they just asked a question. So I commented James Harden, and this guy responded oh, and said... Oh, I see. Yeah, this guy responded and said, L. And I'm like... What? I'm like... And what she's saying, like, that's a loss. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not even saying I'm not that big a fan of the dude, but there's no denying that he's a fucking amazing athlete who has not won a championship. And yeah. then he starts bringing up about what he did in Houston. I'm like, what does that have to do with the question? What does that have to do with him being a great athlete? He can whine and bitch all he wants. Doesn't mean he's not a good athlete. Doesn't discredit his athletic ability. Do I agree with that in terms of his character and his sportsmanship? No. But does it make him a bad athlete? No. And then then he starts, and then he says like Russ over Harden. And I'm like, okay, like where, what's your argument for that? And he was basically like, well, Russ never ran away to play with superstars. And I'm like, he ran to fucking Houston. <laughs> you can't tell me that he was not when they were looking for trades that he wasn't like, I want to go play with James. And they're like, okay, we can get Chris Paul salaries work. Yeah. Yeah. Let's fucking do that. Of course they did that. And they got a
0: little yeah. bit of draft capital too. Right. So Oklahoma still city still did their thing. You're they're telling, telling me that wasn't
1: am- am- Amicable. You're telling me that wasn't
0: amicable? Oh, it definitely was. They could have shipped Russ to Chicago, to Levine, and got a bunch of draft capital and got young players. Right. Yeah. Why wouldn't that have happened? Like I don't like. That's just stupid. It's just stupid to compare compare those two players because they were completely different situations. They both stuck it out for years. Russ was more polite in wanting out than Harden was to come down
1: to it. Yeah. He was more polite and was more agreeable with it and I think it was Zach Lowe that talked about this one time may have not been, but it sounds like something he would have said. He's like, yeah, you know, Paul George and Russ always, they had that whole thing where they said we're never leaving blah, 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 blah. Players for one, players do that all the time. And two, who are we to not know? Like that maybe behind the scenes, Presti and them, all those three guys talked and said, Hey, whenever, whenever you guys think this is it, when you guys need to go, just come and talk to me. Like, right? h- how are we to say that they didn't have like an open door policy like that to where they could go to, press like, it. hey, this isn't working. And quite frankly, when you're playing at a level that those guys play at, you kind of have the right to do that. Yep. You kind of have the right to go to the organization and be like, hey, this isn't working. I got to go and you should get me out of here for the sake of your organization. Because the moment the
0: organization turns around to that player and says, no, we're sticking it out, they're doing nothing but serving their own pride and ego. Right. That's all that is. Right. And you saw that a lot with, with Fertitta mm-hmm. and Houston.
1: And we you saw with New Orleans and Davis, but
0: there is so much validity to that claim because
1: I, think I would it was say low that 70% that. of the NBA
0: is behind closed doors when it comes to them. All people talk about all day is rumors. There's no concrete evidence for 70% of this movement. Exactly. And you know what? It has to be shown in full light because how did Paul George even get sent to the Clippers? We all got a notification at two in the morning when there was no whispers about it at all. We were all concerned about Oklahoma City because we were like, what's going to happen? They just blew it again.
1: But at the same time, you and then like, you come to find out that Kawhi Leonard isn't going to L.A. unless he gets Jimmy Butler or Paul George and he gets Paul George. Jimmy Butler was his first pick. Allegedly, Paul George was his second pick. Why would you not pick Jimmy? So, yeah, there's 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 amicable things going on behind closed doors that is not getting acknowledged. And it's like you can still fault Paul George and Russ for coming out and saying we're never leaving. You can fault them for that. That's right. Uh, yeah. Because definitely. why would you come out and say that knowing that you have this backdoor policy to get the fuck out? Yep. Why lie? Why lie like that? You don't even have to say it like like there's other things you could have said that would have been encouraging.
0: See, that's the thing, though, is that we have this whole argument, but I don't disrespect players for saying they want out. No, I don't. It's how you go about it when you want out. I mean, there's there's sides that can definitely cross the line for both the organization and the player, and both cross them all the time. All right. Very little do we see a situation play out
1: like this. I the the, the Harden situation was the epitome of both sides crossing the line. They're like, yeah. no, we're going to get uncomfortable, and Harden's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you aren't uncomfortable. Harden's like, I'm going to be fat. <laughs> watch me get fat and we'll see how uncomfortable you are. that's literally what they said though we're willing to get uncomfortable you remember that No, I that's don't. that's what they said that. about the Harden situation we're willing to get uncomfortable and Harden was like okay <laughs> we'll see how fucking willing you guys are <laughs> I'm literally gonna come into fucking the season looking like goddamn Rick Ross before the diet like
0: Was it all heat pads, though? Or was he, like, sticking his gut out, too? It was probably
1: just heat pads.
0: Heat pads, and he was just really sticking his stomach out. And he
1: probably was just coming off, like, a three-day bender of fucking (laughs) strip clubs, too, dude. He's probably got, like, 20 pounds of just liquor weight on him. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? The guy probably had, like, 10 pounds extra of just liquor weight. Like, it's it's like
0: water, pretty much. Then he literally went to... Oh, what do wrestlers do? Cut weight in Brooklyn. And just dehydrated himself. Yeah, exactly. And now he looks perfectly fine again. He looks. Yeah, he's built, but still, he's no gut.
1: Back Jesus. to normal. Uh, yeah, that's all of our really sign and trades, though. Uh, did you have any uh, dishonorable or honorable mentions, that, you know, like guys that almost made the cut? Actually, you know what? I didn't get to my last team here, I'm pretty sure. No, nah, you did the Lakers and your...
0: I did Knicks, Lakers, and Portland. I got one more.
1: You got one more trade. I
0: have, a, I have an Eastern Conference trade. Yeah, what is it? It's the Miami Heat. Oh! It's the Miami Heat. That's fair, though. It's fair. Is it's it completely not? fair. They're a below-average team. Yep. Completely and fair. they have none of that win that they had last season. Nothing. None. And that no. sucks because Bam is becoming a special player throughout the entire course of the season.
1: Jimmy and Bam is their core. Yeah, but I think them not having a whole lot of depth and Bam really having to shoulder that is actually a good thing. Because it's that helping learning. Bam grow and he's learning. It's,
0: let's check out an interesting player from them. A player that gets a lot of spotlight. A player that Miami he came out and said themselves they were worried about his time in the spotlight. Tyler Harrow. Oh Ship. Him. Actually, let's look at Bam first. Ship Harrow. Ship him, they should have shipped him. For Kyle motherfucker. I'm sorry, Larry. but like that's just how it has to go because the Kyle guy was Larry. coming
1: off of a hot playoff performance as a rookie. Sell high. You do it for Kyle Lowry. You sell high on Harrow for Kyle Lowry and go into win now mode. You're trying to act like you're in win now mode anyway. hmm So why not do a win now move? Instead, you get Oladipo. Yeah, but they didn't lose anything for that. They lost the fucking guys. No, they actually
0: tightened up their rotation for that. Yeah. That's
1: nice. Yeah. <laughs> it really, we, yeah. Like, that's the, we, we said that about the Oladipo move. It was like, if it doesn't work out, who cares? They got rid of a guy who flips burgers at McDonald's in Olenek. With his goddamn hairnet, and Bradley, who's not even in a fucking rotation. Yeah. Hasn't even stepped foot in a Heat uniform.
0: Yeah, he has. He played at least a couple games, at least yeah. 10 or 15 games I more. don't
1: think he played that many, buddy. I really don't think he has. Well, regardless, Olenek and that hairnet is no longer a part of this organization.
0: Bam is becoming a unicorn of sorts. 19 points, 80% from the free throw line. He's hey. getting...
1: Nine rebounds a game, five assists, one hit Hitting mid rangers like Embiid, not at the same efficiency, but hitting mid rangers like Embiid. Let's take a look at that. Look at his shooting percentages
0: here. Let's see here. At two point percentage, he's at 57%. That's still low for a forward. That's still low for a forward, though. At the rim, if you're not shooting.
1: What's his effective field goal percentage? Um,
0: 57%. It's pretty high. That's middling high.
1: It's a pretty good effective field goal percentage.
0: Yeah, you know what? That is true. Because Kyrie's at what? Like 62%, 63%. Pretty good effective field goal. So he's goal. not far off that. Over 55 on that's pretty good. Oh, no. His true shooting percentage is 63%. There you go. I was looking at last season's percent. No. I don't know what I was looking at. Yeah, 63% true shooting. It's pretty, That's
1: pretty fucking good. good.
0: That's like the most telling stat. He's shooting less threes
1: than last year, too. Yeah. I mean, I don't want that guy shooting threes really anyway. I don't know. I kind of want him taking two, three a game. Yeah. Yeah. Like two, two a game just to stretch the floor a little bit, just to pull defense out a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's an easy trade, though, on them. Easy trade. They're on the down, they're on a downward spiral regardless of his downward spiral and not hitting their peak. Yes. They're going to be in the play in tournament.
0: Yeah. And I have doubts about them. I think if they play against Boston, they'll beat Boston. And well, I don't know because I actually have Boston's soft as fuck. Actually, you know what I have here? What they could beat four through 10 in the East. They could, because let's, let's look at the East here real quick. So their potential are the teams. I think they could beat. Washington? Yes. Indiana? Yes. Charlotte? Yes. Boston? Yes. Atlanta? Yes. New York? Yes. They can be every one of those teams. Uh,
1: especially in a playoff series. Yeah,
0: exactly. Because they have the best player of any of those teams. Jimmy
1: Butler. He's going to be the best player on the floor. Yeah. of all those teams. Milwaukee? It gets sketchy. That's a close series. It gets sketchy this year just because what they did last year was so... F- I don't want to say fluky. But it was so lightning in the bottle, it was so lightning in the bottle and opportunistic, and heat of the moment type deal. <laughs> heat of the moment. Um, and and then Giannis choked so hard that I don't see Giannis allowing himself to choke that hard again. I'm not saying they couldn't beat them, he couldn't beat them again, but I don't see Giannis blowing it that bad again. Okay, so the only game they fucking won in that series was when Giannis didn't play. That's embarrassing.
0: I know that is crazy, isn't it? Not? That's... but it's because Chris Middleton was balling out. Right. Chris Middleton's a playoff performer.
1: Yeah, that's fucking embarrassing for Giannis.
0: Um, let me try to find this post here on Reddit. I was actually thinking about reading this on the pod today because yes, here it is. Giannis is slowly getting a mid range shot. Listen, I'm gonna read this exact post. This is from Prove Equivalent it. Ferret 143 on Reddit. Well, that sounds like a stand-up guy. I know, right? He's a (laughs) Milwaukee Bucks expert. Absolute Bucks expert. Is that what he says? I know not many people tune into the Bucks, but since the All-Star break, Giannis has been draining a few mid-ranges a game. A few? A few. He switched it up with fadeaways, walk-up mid-range shots, Dirk fadeaways, step-backs to create separation. It looks looks much smoother compared to his free throws and a three-point
1: shot, too. Is his elbow still fucking sticking straight out? Probably because until he brings that fucking elbow is not looking. He brings that elbow in, he ain't hitting shit at an efficient rate for
0: someone who's taken in a lot of hate for his supposed lack of a shot, supposed lack of a shot.
1: No clear lack of a clear, clear lack of a shot. I'm not going to, at least he attempts right unlike Simmons, at least he attempts, but yeah, no, there's a lack of a shot there. His his a lack of ability.
0: I don't know. There's like a crouching motion almost to his jump shot. And it's kind of weird.
1: It reminds me of Draymond almost it's like a crouch and push. I know exactly what you're saying. And he's not letting the ball flow up from the pocket with his bend. He's, he's bringing the ball down into his bend and then pushing out rather than pulling up from the pocket with his bend. Like that should be all one fluid motion. You should be bringing the ball up from whatever pocket or straight forward into your into your bend not and rise, point, yeah. Not coming down with it, like he literally is coming down with it, and then like pushing it, coming out of it and pushing it, and his fucking elbow sticking straight out. I know you're not gonna hit shots at an efficient rate with your fucking elbow like a chicken wing. You're just not. <laughs> that's how Lonzo was shooting his first year, and he was yeah. fucking garbage. Yeah, that's how that's how I improved my shot is by fucking tucking my elbow in. It just it makes your
0: balance so much better. Yeah. He's not going to be, just, he won't be doing, he won't. The thing is, is that when Giannis first got to Milwaukee, his jump shot actually looked mildly decent. Like his, he had no elbow pointing out at all. He, he put on all that, upright. he put on all that weight. You think that really affected his jump shot that much? Yeah. I he's a big guy. Don't get me wrong. I, think he's he a can't, very big... I don't think he
1: adjusted to having that much weight on his body.
0: So with all this considered though, Giannis not having a jump shot really. Well, let me read this actually. No, that's all the play we'll give to that post. But uh, let me <laughs> just—fuck that guy. Like, Giannis continues to intrigue me because I think there's a clear position for him on the floor, and that's center. Yeah, point center. If he played like Bam, I don't know why this guy couldn't be. I mean, he's won two MVPs, but if he played more like Bam, just a more controlled inside game, not trying to really do—I don't know—mid-range fadeaways. It, as
1: a, according to this, post-series. you need him, you need less point center from him, and you need more just two way center. You need yeah. a guy who is just flying around on the court on the defensive end and then standing in the dunker spot, catching fucking lobs, setting hella screens, which he has been doing more of this season, setting hella fucking screens and rolling to the rim. Are you fucking kidding me? Why are you not using this guy in more pick and roll? Why is that guy's main mode of function not pick and roll? Are you fucking kidding me? He'd be an amazing roller. And
0: he, he he's an
1: amazing slasher. Yeah.
0: He's incredible slasher.
1: He's fucking huge. Who's, uh, who's stopping that guy rolling to the rim? Tell me. Embiid. <laughs> Embiid and autobio. That's about it. And autobio's I mean, actually, Embiid hasn't proven himself against Giannis. Autobio has. They you know who has wall. proven
0: themselves against Giannis? Al Horford. Yeah. Al Horford, when we played for Boston, was Stood low key in the matchup. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Because Al Horford's big and he's light on his feet. Giannis is extremely light on his feet and he's big. Huge. Giannis is huge. Giannis and Embiid, though, is the matchup on the floor with the uh, yeah. 76ers. Yeah. But they also have the most important tool. They don't have to play Embiid on him every possession because they, they have Simmons. a six foot nine monster just as good at defending. yeah just as good possibly better if not better Ben Simmons is an absolute dynamo of a mm-hmm. defender but I mean we spun off of all this from the Miami Heat to wrap it up though like the Miami Heat they just haven't impressed me to come down to the end of the season Jimmy just looks tired he's not washed he just looks tired yeah the he's whole team
1: just looks tired
0: yeah even though Bam's been balling out he looks tired too there's just something about their identity this year, I feel like. I'm not getting those same vibes from last
1: year. And they got ravaged by COVID this year.
0: Yeah, yeah, they did. Especially I mean,
1: Jimmy. One of the worst teams for all the COVID protocols. How
0: many games has Jimmy actually played this year? Uh, take a look been, here.
1: And one he has been dinged up left to right, too. Once again, another guy who made a deep run into the fucking bubble and turned around and played this season. Like, There's a clear effect. He's played 45 games.
0: That is... Seventh on the team. How many games did he
1: play last year? Uh, let's see here. Duncan Robinson's played the most games. He's been at sixty-two. Hmm. That's great. Granted, their season wasn't the same length last year, but
0: last season he played fifty-eight games, shortened season, but the last season before that he
1: played sixty-five. So, yeah, but that fifty-eight is probably about equivalent to sixty-five.
0: Fifty nine because... games for Minnesota. And he was an all star that year.
1: So he's he missed a decent bit of game. He missed about 10 to 15 more games than he normally would this year.
0: You think he still has another very, very threatening year left in
1: him? I think he has one more good playoff run in him. I think so too. I don't think it's going to be great. He's
0: still a threatening player right now. Undoubtedly. I would say he's in a top 10 NBA
1: player right now. I think they're going to, I don't know what's going to happen with him for this year, but I see them regrouping decently in the postseason.
0: I do too. And because coming of the back Miami. strong. Yeah. yeah. They have a great coach who they don't want to move on from. I feel like it would really have to go bad for Spo to get fired.
1: Oladipo can return to form. This team gets really interesting. Oladipo's contract is expiring this year, is it not? And so is Drogic. Drogic did a one plus one. Do you bring Drogic back, though? No. 37-year-old Drogic? No. Draja got paid. He's at like 18 or 19. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a one plus one though, because him and Myers Leonard both did that. Yeah, so, put, so they could have cap space. And we'll then to the depot first. They were planning to have cap space for Giannis next year, and that did not go as planned. <laughs> I guess where I'm at though is if it blows up for Philly and Maury's out here shopping either Ben Simmons or Embiid around, I'm going for both of them. I don't give a fuck. Uh
0: my This is Victor Oladipo's last year. He's making $21 million. So he's completely off the books. There's no option on his contract or anything. So I don't know why Miami doesn't look at him and be like, listen, you're injury prone, but we know you want to be here. We have heard all the rumors. We know your attitude about this place. We're going to only sign you for $14 million, $13 million. What if they don't even sign him? I would say with it being Victor Oladipa, you have to at least try. But you have to say, we're taking a discount for you. And and if you prove yourself, we're going to
1: sign you to that big contract. I give him a non-guaranteed fucking... Yikes. Give him two 10 days like the Marcus Cousins. Damn, seeing, that's a fall off right there. You better prove yourself. Yeah, if it's yeah, that, Vic, I
0: think he gets at least... He's really tanked his value. And I would say to the range of 12 to $13 million a year. Mm-hmm. So... That's what I think that he should be hopeful that the Miami Heat are graceful enough to offer him. Right. Because he's played four games for them. Bad. Four. And bad. he had 15 points per game in those. He's dinged
1: right back up again.
0: He is dinged right back up. 23% from three. 46% from two. 66% from free throw. No, That's just, that's just gross. hmm So, like... It want to be bad to let him walk. What's going to hurt? If I'm Miami, I have my eyes on Kyle Lowry.
1: 100%. They need that. And you're just so old, though. Your two best players are, well... Jimmy will be 32 by the time... Of the- Lowry's 36 at that point. 35. Lowry's not the move. Bradley Beal. What man. if... Bradley Beal? No, yeah. Bradley Beal is the move. Well, let's see what Bradley Beal's contract is real quick. Here. I mean, Bradley Beal's the fucking move for everyone. It's so easy to go back to that. But why would you not be looking at Bradley Beal if you're anyone? He's put up 30 points per game the last two seasons. This guy's absolutely balling out. Like,
0: He's a perfect piece. We talked about this on Beal or no Beal. He's the perfect playoff piece. To plug
1: in somewhere. Right? Just like Kawhi was to all he does to is Toronto. play
0: serviceable defense, and he shoots the hell out of the ball.
1: Yeah. Put him on a playoff team, for God's sake. And can score off the dribble. Yeah. He can drive can shoot threes. I mean, he's a triple threat on offense. And who else is like that,
0: that we highly believe in Jamal Murray, Jamal, Jamal Murray. Murray. And I think Jamal Murray will oh, always be a great I hope.
1: He comes back from the ACL. Okay.
0: He'll be good. He'll be good. <laughs> this year. He has had a 60 point game for Washington. That's insane. Let me, we're looking at this contract here though. He's got three more years, two more years in wa- Washington. Yeah. <sighs>
1: So it's a trade if This year,
0: 28 mil.
1: Next year, 34 mil. Last just year, 37 Signer Sign or trade Oladipo. But. Give Oladipo some money to get some salary to match, and you trade him. 34 mil, though. No, you don't give him all that. Oh. You, you give him 20, 15 to 20, just to have a nice salary piece, and then you turn around and trade him to Washington with Harrow and something else. I Beal. think
0: that Miami wants Robinson, and I think they also want a Chua. You
1: mean Wizards want. Oh, yeah, Wizards want the... It's fine. You send a Chua, Robinson, Oladipo, and, and Igadala to finish off and the No. You keep, I think you, you got to throw Hayward and Robinson in there. Oh, and then you're not losing a Chua. I'm not giving up a Chua at that point. I'm not. No, because you're going to Then
0: your three man lineup is Brad Beal, Jimmy Butler, and bam. And then you find the pieces to go around that. I think that's worth getting rid of those players. Trevor
1: has Ariza, been serviceable for them. Keep him. At that point, no. I'm just
0: saying I want to find some younger guys like Casey. I'm saying like Trevor
1: like Ariza is a decent veteran to have on your bench at that point. Yeah, but he's getting old too. He is getting old, but he's a veteran. You keep him on because Igadala has gone in that trade to help finish off the salary. Bradley Beal is only 27 years old too. Igadala's making like 15 million or something like that, so he's a big salary piece. So you give Vic, you give Vic like 15, 16, and trade him. Yeah, sign or trade. Sign and trade, I mean. I don't know. Beal, I mean, it's just the fucking Beal conversation. I also want Beal in Denver. So, God, can you imagine Murray, Beal, MPJ, Gordon, and Jokic? That's a title. That's a <laughs> that fucking, is. that's a ring. That's a ring. That's a wrap. Close it up. I'm sorry, Anthony Davis and LeBron James. You're not three-peating at that point.
0: This Murray, this Michael Porter Jr. and Jokic connection, Great. it's not as strong as with Murray. <laughs> But it could get them somewhere
1: in the playoffs. And that's what sucks for the Lakers is because right now they're the four and five. Yeah, they're going to beat. Lakers are winning that series.
0: Yeah, because I feel like the Lakers are just going to try to go right at Porter Jr.'s body.
1: And they're going to go right at Jokic, too. Drummond better step the fuck up. Drummond's going to have to do what Dwight (laughs) Howard did. I know, right? Drummond's going to have to do what Dwight Howard did. That's what Zach
0: Lowe was saying today on that podcast was uh, he was like... The thing that should matter most to Drummond is that he looks at this third quarter stretch where he played nine minutes all on Jokic and Jokic went 0 for four with two turnovers. He's gotta get in his head. Yep. He's gotta get play he's gotta Just play the mental play game. Play Stark defense on him. Just yep. body him up because you know Jokic,
1: Jokic will body you up. He's a bruiser. Dwight put Dwight was fucking with Jokic's head. Dwight was playing mental games on that dude. Yeah, but how strong were they in the long run? I think they were strong. I think it worked. Let's look at Nikola Jokic real quick. I think it worked. I'm not saying that Jokic didn't look good, but I think... I
0: don't think it worked on Murray.
1: Dwight did his job through and through. Yes, he did. In that series, especially. Let's see, against... That's because Dwight knew he was on LeBron's team and he's like, none of that fucking, no, too, too much bullshit isn't going to fly on this team. I can do a little bit of bullshit. Now he's with Embiid and Simmons and they're not going to hold him accountable. Oh, no, like no, no, no. You know what I mean? So he's getting away with way more. He's getting tossed out of games and shit. With LeBron, it's like, I can get away with a little bit, but I ain't getting away with a lot.
0: Yolkstra was at 22 points per game. 53% from the field, 36% from three, 85% from free throw against the Lakers in five games.
1: Again, I'm not saying that he did, he wasn't posting games. up yeah, numbers games. or making big plays. I'm just saying. But how would the Clippers played? play him? <sighs> Dwight just played really good minutes on him. He did.
0: Against the Clippers, Jokic is at 24.4. There you go. 13 <laughs>
1: rebounds per game. So who was at a garden in, at that time? Morris fuck out of here what was being used fuck out
0: of here Subox got abused by Jokic yeah Yeah. All right, Harrell Harrell was getting switched on to him oh my god yeah
1: how are they gonna play Harrell in the playoffs where is he gonna fit in LeBron and Anthony Davis at the beginning of the season those were his best minutes is with those two guys on the floor now he's been running the bench mob him Schroeder and Kuzma I like
0: that. Caruso. Benchmark. I have a lot of faith in the Lakers. Look, when it comes down to it, there's you know.
1: guys on that team that hit big shots last year and they're still <laughs> on that team. KCP, Kuzma, Caruso. They hit big shots last year. And crew K- Kuzma is probably the least out of all. Those three that hit big shots last year.
0: Yeah. KCP Car- is definitely the leader. And I don't know. I would say
1: Caruso and Kuzma are tied. I, don't, I think Caruso hit more big shots last year. And Caruso, Caruso, had Caruso had was crucial. a dog on defense. Yeah. A hey dog. <laughs> hey, dog. But that's
0: his role is to be the point guard that plays defense. Yeah. For this team. He, he plays, plays defense. He yeah. Plays
1: hard as fuck, dude.
0: That's He's why even Rondo
1: worked. Huge part of their transition offense is Caruso. Yeah, I know. He's good at throwing like those the ball and just passes. Or just yeah. scooting, just fucking moving across the floor, running alongside LBJ himself. And just bloop, lob, bloop, lob, Anthony Davis. Uh, yeah, it's just crazy. Uh, we're over an hour, though. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and uh, roll out here before we do. Mr. Adam Elder, one oh more take, God. sir. You didn't forget, did you?
0: No, but I just want to say something Portland Trailblazers related almost.
1: We got a whole podcast coming for that, bro. You can't.
0: So my one last take is going to be I'm not going to be nice to the Portland Trailblazers
1: in this podcast you're gonna be relentless I'll be relentless okay I'm gonna hold you to that you better be talking mad shit about these guys oh po- I have point the out the truth point out the truth of their their failures and realizing that CJ has gas dug no! up <laughs> there's a way there's that's the way. only way you can be really tough on them <sighs> you have to sum- you have to submit and come up with some trades in the trade machine for me buddy you got to I can do that You got to. I'll find a way. You better. One more take for me is. Philly will take Brooklyn to seven games. I'm not saying who wins. I don't I don't want to say who wins because I'm leaning Brooklyn, but I'm like, if anyone's gonna beat that team this year, it's gonna be Philly. Philly's taken them in seven games, and I'm gonna leave it at that. I like that. There it is. As always, engage with us on Twitter at Pod Dip on Instagram at the Dip Pod. Right? It's called the Dip Pod on Instagram, right? The Dip Pod. Yeah. There the you go. The Dip Pod. The Dip Pod. When you say it fast, it sounds like you're saying the Dick Pod, and people <laughs> might be a little confused. Oh, uh, sometimes we are dicks, so buckle up. You're definitely gonna hear it. But uh, yeah, engage with us on Twitter. Don't be a fucking loser like that dude I was talking to earlier because that guy was just trolling for no reason. wasn't even entertaining trolling. Um, yeah. Half of trolling, most of the troll landscape is not entertaining. Yeah, that's true, especially on NBA Twitter. There's oh, yeah. some sad, strange little trolls out there. Weird people, but uh yeah uh get at us on twitter and instagram um our dms are always open if you guys have any questions or anything you want to submit to the pod we're definitely open to that and we'll definitely take suggestions as well for segment ideas and whatnot um so definitely get at us and uh keep downloading sharing and enjoying on whatever platform you listen to spotify apple deezer google the list goes on on where we're at we're everywhere we're fucking everywhere man got that distribution everywhere. Exactly. So, uh, yep. We are getting out of here. Oh, I see a reaction. It's not that big, but it says Jalen Brown calls out team after bad
0: loss to lovely thunder. That's good to go out on. Oh, way to go Jalen.
1: There you go, Jalen. Hold them boys accountable because that's pretty terrible that you just lost to the thunder. <laughs> that's pretty bad. All right, guys. Peace. I want
0: to read this story. Oh, man.